Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back for another episode of The Snake Pit. And, of course, I am joined by the master of the DDT, the pop culture icon, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, what's going on, man? Just beating it, man. <laughs> beating it like it owes you money. What are you That's beating it. exactly? Let <laughs> <laughs> me show you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look, you know, before we get into this podcast, Jake, I've got to give you some congratulations. It's oh. a, this is a really big week. Uh, to this week's uh, episode marks our one year anniversary. So I'm happy for wow. you, man. You've, you've, you've gotten to work with me for a full year. That's a great thing for you. It's amazing what I can do with the least. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm expecting a gift in the mail here any day now. Oh, here, I'll give it to you now. <laughs> in all seriousness, I want to thank our listeners, and thank you. This has been a really fun experience. It's hard to believe yeah, a year's gone by already. I can't believe it, man. I know. It's flown by, but, you know, there's plenty more stories to tell, and we're going to tell a couple today because we're doing another Ask Jake Anything it's our 14th edition of a staple here on the show, and uh, our listeners are in the driver's seat. You ready to get into these? Well, let's tear it up. Let's tear it up. First up, we've got Trevor Sims, who asks, what's the one story you've been waiting to tell, but nobody has ever asked you about? That's a great question. Mm. Good God. You know, I have no idea. I think I've told all of them that I wanted to tell. Yeah. There's a lot that I can't tell. <laughs> Um, sometimes the statute of limitations isn't up. That's and, a good uh, point. I'm not going to carve up my ass just for some listeners. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry about that. Good try, Trevor. You thought you were going to get something out of him on that one, but he's pleading the fifth smartly. Uh, next up, we've got Reggie. I guess he pronounced it Freed, who asks, what's your best Dick Murdoch story? Dick Murdoch, oh my God. Hell of a character. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would have to be um, Bill Watson built this house. And for a grand opening, he had this huge grand opening. He had the governor of Oklahoma, the mayor, all these senators, you know, all these people at his house for his opening. And he also had Dick Murdoch there. And killer Carl Cox. All right. Well, there was alcohol there. <laughs> and uh, during the alcohol, Murdoch dared Cox to piss in Watts' pool from the diving board. Okay. Not even in the water, off no. the diving board. Oh, so Lord. Cox said, fuck it. He went up and got on the diving board and peed in the pool. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, Watts caught him and uh, did a lot of screaming and shit, of course, but it didn't do him much good. So now a tough guy, Bill Watts, you know, you would think that he would be uh, stepping up trying to fight a dude, but not killer Carl Cox? Nope. Wow. 
That is a hell of a story. And yeah, alcohol uh, and Dick Murdoch. I've heard that the two are no strangers and he could be an absolute yeah. wild man. He was a wild one, all right. Well, next up, we've got Billy Gerholtz, who asks, can you tell us about your time in ECW and interactions with Paul Heyman? You know, I was only there for two two, two instances, and mm-hmm. uh, each time was just for a few hours. So <clears throat> as far as a lot going on there, there wasn't much going on there. I spent more time with Paul Heyman at uh, WCW. Okay. And uh, Paul and I talked extensively about him managing me. No shit. Yeah. So uh, that was something that was tossed around quite a bit between us. And uh, then I left. Man, uh, that would have been a hell of a, of a pairing. That would have been strong. Yes, sir. Now, uh, ECW, it's like very, uh, especially the time you were there, which I believe is 97 and 98. I mean, mm-hmm. a whole different thing than we were seeing in wrestling elsewhere on, oh, on yeah. television. What did you think of the product? I thought it was a bit much. <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah, it, it was definitely a bit much. Yeah, it got to be a little crazy at times and some really yeah. incidents. Princes, come on, I want to lay you. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a good one. That is a good one. Blue, um, Blue Meanie. I'll tell you what, Blue Meanie was a pretty fun Great movie. guy. Yeah. Great guy. Um, well, I, you know, while we're talking about ECW, I've got to ask Tommy Dreamer's a guy who absolutely loves your work. And I think he even mm. did the DDT is kind of a tribute to you and you right. got to work with him. what do you think of Tommy? Oh, he's a great worker. Great worker. Hell, I DDT'd him one night. Yes. And, and who else did I DDT that night? Uh, you got Lawler? I Lawler. Think? Yeah. Lawler and him. Yeah. And then when you teamed up with him, uh, you would DDT, I think, Just Incredible. And then uh, what is the name of that woman? Oh, my God. The brute. Yeah, Nicole Bass. (laughs) Evan Peterson asked me this one on Ask Ted Anything. Uh, So I guess he really wants to know, uh, who is the worst smelling wrestler you have ever worked with? Oh, my God. It's so simple. Vader. God almighty, he reeked. Like B.O.? or was he Oh, no, just, just horrible. Horrible. Smelled like baby puke. Oh, God. You know? It was just brutal. I mean, I know he's like this big imposing dude, but I have to think that some of the boys are saying like, hey, dude, wash your fucking gear before you come out there. Oh. <sighs> I'm sure they did, but, but fuck, it didn't do much good. Another one was King Kong Bundy. Bundy. Bundy's shoes smelled so fucking bad that when he took them off, you would leave the dressing room. <laughs> Even he couldn't take it. Oh, I'm telling you, it was bad, man. It was so fucking bad that the Road Warriors, one night Bundy went to the ring. When he came back in, his shoes were on fire. <laughs> they sprayed him with lighter and set him on fire. <laughs> That's one way to so get rid of it. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, any other funky smelling guys stand out for you? Oh, uh, that's well. Bulldog was pretty rank at times. Him too. Yeah, this was just from not washing his clothes. Yeah, I always picture it being like the larger guys who maybe can't quite reach everywhere, but some guys were just lazy and not doing yeah. like the washing, right? Yeah. Ugh, gross. Uh, Jay Wenzel asked a question I think everybody in wrestling is buzzing about. Uh, we'll see if you can talk about it. What do you think of CM Punk in his debut in WWE? Not shocked. Not shocked at all. Yeah. You know, never say never in wrestling. That's it. Uh, as soon as you say no, it's going to happen. You know, it's all about money, man. If they think they can make a buck with you, they're going to bring you in. What do you think of CM Punk as a person, and have you had much interaction with him? I haven't been around him enough to judge him any either way. You know, uh, I may have said twenty words to him. 
Okay. That's it. Uh, you know, in, in, in AEW, he had his own dressing room. So uh, I never seen him because he'd just stay in there. Okay. Now, I did speak to Ted recently about Punk, and he admitted that he doesn't know anything about the backstage turmoil, but said he thinks that Punk is the closest thing wrestling has to an old-school in-ring performer. Uh, what did you think of his ring work? Do you agree? Oh, it's very good, man. He gets it done. And it is old-school. So tell me old-school don't work. It's true. It's true, the old-fashioned way. Uh, I know that Ted was saying that he uh, he felt that CM Punk was a disciple of Terry Funk, and you can see some of that in Punk. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, sure can. It does go to show, like, some of the basic fundamentals, like, you know, they always, they always emphasize that in sports, like, just stick to the fundamentals and you'll do well. And I think the same thing goes in wrestling, the fundamentals. Oh, it does. It does, man. You got to have your fundamentals. That's what, that's what makes it all work. Peter D, our old pal, is up next, and he asks, Hi, Jake, any updates on your book? None. None? No, I've had to step back from it for a while because I've had some doctor's appointments come up that I've just had to stay stay on top of. And my daughter's moving out. Her and her uh, other half are moving to Oklahoma. So they've been busy. The house has kind of been a turmoil. Gotcha. So we'll get back to it after Christmas. Well, I know that the fans are anticipating it quite a bit. And, you know, this makes me wonder, this question. Uh, have you had the opportunity to read a lot of other wrestlers' autobiographies? Absolutely not. No? No. Like never it, one? Not one. What do you, is, is there anything specific holding you back from it? I just don't read bullshit. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know, and from what I hear, nobody tells the truth. Yeah, it's uh, that is certainly a thing in wrestling, especially with like the Ghost Rider deal that WWE was yeah. doing for years, where they just like bring a guy in and it's like he's kind of fucking telling a little story there that's based on reality. Yeah. So yeah. it makes you wonder. I think that Mick Foley's for my money. I think that Mick Foley probably wrote the best one because um, he wrote it himself. You know, I wrote so. mine myself, so we'll see. Um, well, Andy asks, any stories about Mr. Wrestling 2? Oh, yeah. You know, he almost got us killed one night. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Wrestling 2 kayfabed his mask. Kayfabed his mask? Yeah. You, you, didn't, you did not see him without his mask. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't happen. Wow. I mean, when he got 20 miles outside of the town... He put it on. So even the boys wouldn't see him? He wouldn't allow it. He, in the locker room, he showered with his mask on. That is crazy. You know? And uh, he just didn't allow it. So one night we were at home in Louisiana, and we leave there, and we stop at a little food mart to get some beer. Well, he don't take his mask off. So we go in. I'm at the back getting beer. As I turn around, I'm looking at a shotgun. Oh, no. The guy behind the desk has got a shotgun out, and he's shaking like a leaf. I'm not going to let you rob me again. <laughs> he had been robbed a week before by a guy with a mask on. And he thought the guy was coming back for double dips. <laughs> Christ almighty, I just begged him, please don't shoot my fucking ass. You know, I'll put the beer down. You know? <laughs> Shit, I don't need to drink. <laughs> Did Wrestling 2 take his mask off then? No. Oh, my God. No, we put the, we put the shit down and walked out. So didn't even bother to explain, like, just, okay, let's just leave. That's no. <laughs> oh, my God. Didn't care. What did you think of him like as a dude? Was he a good worker? He good was guy? a great worker and a great guy. I know I did a lot of traveling with him. Um, you know, for a while I used the knee lift for a finish. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's the one that used it. Which, oh, no shit. Yeah, which to me was just, you know, the greatest gift. Because he was leaving Louisiana and he says, look, he says, kid, you can do it. 
He said, with them long legs of yours, it's going to look even better. Nice. So he said, I want you to use the knee lift. I was like, I was blown away, man. Man, that is a hell of a gift from a guy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fucking right it is. And a nice compliment from like a veteran yeah, wrestler. absolutely, man. Absolutely. So uh, I started using the knee lift. This week's episode of The Snake Pit is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be really difficult for a lot of folks, myself included. Between the change in weather and the holiday season, it can get a lot of people down. Maybe your circumstances have changed. Maybe you don't have your family around you anymore. Maybe you had a relationship last year that's not around this year. There's a lot of reasons why the holiday season can get a lot of people feeling really down. I know for me personally, I can deal with a lot of stress and anxiety around this time of year. You know, it's a lot of pressure and you want to make everybody happy and you want to make sure that everybody has memorable experiences and it can really weigh on you. The holiday season is tough, but maybe you just struggle with anxiety or difficulty in general. I know that I certainly do. You know, my anxiety really began to flare up when I found out that my wife was pregnant with our daughter. It was February 2020. And of course, the next month, the world shut down due to COVID. And I mean, you want to talk about anxiety. Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew what the long-term effects were. And I was concerned about my daughter and my wife and continued to be for months after my daughter was born. So it was a difficult time in my life and a time when I really think I could have benefited from a service like BetterHelp. I wasn't aware of it then, but I'm aware of it now and I'm actually set up with my first appointment through BetterHelp. And there are a lot of benefits to therapy. It can be a real bright spot for a lot of people, you know, especially in some really dark times of stress or change or sadness, anxiety, depression, anything that you're going through. Just having somebody who's not in your immediate family to talk to can help you to feel grounded and give you what you need to manage the emotions that you're going through. Therapy, in a nutshell, can help you to be the best version of yourself, whether or not you've experienced some kind of a major trauma in your life. I'm excited to start my first session, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, I really think you should consider giving BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, and it's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your personal schedule because, uh, as we all know, the holiday season is busy, but people's work schedules can get in the way too. So BetterHelp provides a simple solution for that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SnakePit today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SnakePit. I cannot recommend therapy enough. If you guys have been considering it, if you're having some difficulty, if you just feel like you would benefit from talking to somebody, I really hope that you'll give BetterHelp a try. Again, it's BetterHelp.com slash SnakePit. You'll save 10% off your first month. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Uh, Jake, you are frozen right now. Am I frozen on yours? No. Oh, okay. I can still hear you, so fuck it. We'll hammer on. Maybe I'm just not moving. <laughs> and your mouth is open. It's incredible ventriloquism. Um, all right, next up we've got <laughs> Ben Jones. He says, have you have you been starstruck from meeting anyone? Uh, Jake, in your career, any kind of big celebrity stick out for you? Well, Ali. Ah. You know, for sure. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. That's a cool one. Uh, Robert Plant. Uh, Willie Nelson. Damn, that's a great one. Did you smoke weed with him? No. Ah, shit. Donald Trump. Insane. Future president. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, uh, Jake, when in your career did you start to feel like you had become a celebrity? I still haven't gotten there. You don't think you are? Nah. <laughs> That's for the people to throw out, throw out there, man, not me. I mean, during your Mid-South run, is that like is that a period when people started to come up to you and want pictures, or was it oh, happening yeah. prior to that? Yeah, Mid-South. Pretty cool. And uh, over the years, you know, of course, you've had countless fans come up to you and pay for an autograph or a picture. So it makes mm -hmm. me wonder, Jake, is has there ever been anybody in entertainment or sports that you personally would shell out money to get a picture or, or autograph from? No. You can't think of anybody right now? No. It, just not your thing or like you're just, just not, not that thing. impressed? Okay. Oh, I'm impressed by the people's accomplishments, but uh I just I'm not an autograph hound. Now I've seen uh like guys like Dallas will have pictures of them with like their buddies and celebrities all over their uh -huh. walls, wrestling pictures everywhere. Do you have anything like that going on? I've got a few. Oh, cool. Okay. A few. So uh I've got to ask who's like the featured picture, you and who? Oh well it's it's uh Sim Bodie's work. Oh cool. That he done and another wrestler by the name of Mike Hammer. Mike Hammer. Yeah, that's an old one. He did some artwork that I have displayed. And it is pretty wild. That's pretty, badass. Pretty heavy shit. If you get a chance and you remember, please send me a photo of it. I'd love to see it. Okay, I'll send you a photo of this one, man. It'll blow your mind. Hell yeah. Yeah, please. Picture of Elvis. Elvis? That he drew. No shit. Calls it Elvis in Purgatory. And you can look at it and see the pain. No way. Yeah, he's really good at that. He didn't usually draw unless he was doing acid. So he drew with crayons and toothpicks. Crayons and toothpicks? That, that was his uh, utensils that he used. He'd use a crayon to put it on, then he'd take the toothpick and scratch part of it off. That is incredible. What oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, please send me a photo. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Uh, Jess is up next, and she asks, Jake, got to know, pineapple on pizza? Yes. 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 What Definitely. Do you, what do you not eat on pizza? What's completely... Anchovies. Ah, okay. Too salty? I can't do it. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, I've got to follow up uh, personally. Jake, I'm curious. How does Jake the Snake take his coffee? Oh, uh, with creamer, vanilla creamer, and a Splenda. All right. Now, what about like a Starbucks order? Same sort of deal? No, I, I go I go all girls here on myself and get a vanilla latte. Ooh, that kind of sounds great, though. Adam K is up next. He asks, Ted DiBiase mentioned in his autobiography how Andre refused to sign autographs for fans when they happened to see him in a restaurant. Then the Iron Sheik stated that Andre would blow off fans in the airport. Have you ever witnessed Andre getting angry with fans in public? No. What is like the best practice as far as you're concerned for fans to approach you when you're out and about? Well, if I'm eating a, eating a, eating a meal, leave me alone while I'm finished. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm not doing anything, then it's okay to approach me. But don't walk up behind me. Come from the front side mm -hmm. and introduce yourself and then tell me what you want. Now, what about a big thing in wrestling nowadays is like these folks that hang out and wait in airports. They know that like yeah. AEW people are coming in. How do you feel about that? I don't like it, but occasionally I'll sign one or two. Okay. I mean, it's it's hard to tell, like, okay, is this guy a real fan, or is this guy, like, just going to turn around and sell this thing on eBay? So it's like yeah. you got to sort of make a judgment call in those circumstances, yeah. I think. Absolutely. Shan is up next, and Shan wants to know, what's the funniest moment you've experienced in the ring? Anything stick out? Yeah. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. I was wrestling the grappler. Linden. Yeah. And uh we were in a little town called Laranger. And uh 
there's some stuff you can buy at these head shops called amyl nitrate. Okay. And brother, if you inhale that shit, it'll blow the top of your head off. I mean, your, your face will turn purple. Oh, holy shit. And your skin just gets to burning red hot. Why do you want to do it? Well, it's, it's a little bit of a buzz. Okay. You know, especially if you're in the middle of sex or something and you do that. Man, it's like you're going to shoot a damn gallon bucket out of the end of your dick, man. (laughs) There's fixed to be some serious relief. (laughs) All right. You've talked me into it. Go ahead. So, yeah, you want some now. Yeah. Uh, So I took and wrapped my hand in bandages, an ace bandage. Mm Mm-hmm. And then right before, right after the bell rang, I took a whole bottle of it and dumped it on my hand. So it's my hand is loaded. So we get in the ring, and the first thing I do is I grab a fucking headlock on him. And I cup his mouth and nose. Oh and I fucking latch on it. I hold on for life. <laughs> and fuck, I only held on for about five seconds. I didn't make the eight count before he finally got me off of him, man. I mean, he suplexed me and everything, but I held on. I didn't (laughs) let go. And he was kicking, punching me in the fucking guts. I think he finally grabbed me by the nuts is why I let go. (laughs) That'll do it. Yeah, funny how that worked. (laughs) But he rolled out of the ring, and I remember looking out of the ring and and looking down at him, and he's just going, whoo, whoo, and he's real light, complected, fair skin. His skin was purple. His head was purple. It looked like his eyeballs were coming out of his mask. You know, it was fucking incredible. Oh my God. I mean, I know that you and uh, Leonard buddies. uh, I mean, what's it like when you get backstage? Is he ready to fucking kill you? Oh, he's like, motherfucker, what the fuck was that shit? (laughs) You got any more? <laughs> What's it called again? Amyl nitrate. All right. I'm going to Google they call, it. They call it locker room. Locker room. Locker room. Do you know why it's called that? I don't know. Just somebody put that name on it. Well, I'm sure a lot of it was done in locker rooms over the years. Uh, okay. Next up, we've got Scott Castellus, who asks Always wanted to know why you and the Road Warriors didn't reform the Legion of Doom and the WWF. Do you know why that may have happened? As Vince. You and I had touched on it a little bit lightly when we had our Legion of Doom episode. Uh, we yeah. talked about once they got there, you said that they were kind of like different guys. They uh, were different guys. Can you like expand on that a little bit? How are they different? Just their attitude. And they just uh, a little pompous. Okay. You know what I mean? So they'd had some success. In yeah, the their head was up their asses. Gotcha. You know, their shit didn't stink. Now, I know that, uh, you know, Animal was kind of like the guy who was holding everything together because Hawk was a little off the rails by this yeah, time, right? Yeah, he was, he was Hawkus. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you and Hawk were like buddies and oh, yeah. and got yeah. along well. I mean, it, so he's acting differently. Are you guys still like hanging out when you're in no. the WWF? No. That's kind of a shame after like, you know. Yeah, it was, man. It was. Um, and you were gone by the time he had his meltdown at SummerSlam and left, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Yambag Jones, the shit disturber of ad free shows, has got another one. He asks, Would you rather Hell in a Cell match with Andre or Scaffold match against the Warrior? Which one I'd rather do? Which one would you rather do? Andre. <laughs> Hell in a Cell, though? Oof. Yeah, uh, definitely Andre. All right. At least I know he'd protect me. <laughs> I mean, Warrior, I think it would turn into a shoot and you'd throw him off that fucking thing. Yeah, I don't want to be up on no fucking scaffold with Warriors. Uh, have you ever done a scaffold match? Hell no. Like, had you ask me if done? I would? Hell no. <laughs> like, no fucking scaffold match. No payoff or circumstance where you there ain't no fucking money letting me do that shit. 
Oh, dude. Like the guys, I've seen the the footage of the guys like hanging from the bottom of it and like they'll drop and like Cornette like infamously like broke his ankle doing it. And it's like, come on, man. It's maybe a little bit too far. It's too much, man. Give me a fucking break. Now, what about a hell in the cell, Jake? Would you do one of those? Sure. You just, I assume, would not be climbing to the top of the cell? No. I don't think you need to to get it over. No. Uh, next up, we've got another Shan, Shan Hunter, who asks a uh, two-part question. What was the most crazy fan moment, and was there ever a scary fan moment? So we know about the shooting in Dallas. Any other? Well, that's probably the scariest. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah. And uh, the fans at Madison Square Garden could get a little rowdy, too, you know. Uh, they'd catch you coming out of the tunnel, and they'd try to turn your car over if you stopped. Holy shit. Yeah. And they get enough of them around the car, they could be picking it up. What's the strategy there for you to get out of that? Just gun it. <laughs> run over them motherfuckers. If they're trying to hurt you. Damn right. Run over them. They'll move. Uh, we talked recently about you having to like kind of ingeniously wrap yourself in a in a carpet backstage yeah, to avoid yeah. uh, taking a beating. Any other moments when you were like, okay, I might actually die in this one? In Mexico, it got pretty pretty wild. Yeah, you know, and uh, my first appearance down there is whenever I screwed Conan, and we had to stay in the locker room for like five hours like four o'clock in the morning. Oh God. And that wasn't even working. There were still about 700 or 800 fans outside waiting for me, <laughs> chanting my name. Oh God. We're going to kill you. We're going to cut you. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Senor Roberts, you die tonight. Oh yeah. So that was pretty scary. Oh, God. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it was. I hope the payoffs down there were good enough to justify it. They were pretty good. Uh, Jammin Helwig asks, "What's the, why the kayfabe birth, birthplace of Stone Mountain, Georgia? What made you land on that, Jake? I like the sound of it. I thought it sounded cool. Simple as that. And it does sound cool. Like, it works yeah. really well. All right, let's hit the pause button real quick to talk about a partner that is near and dear to my heart. I'm talking about AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Guys, before AG1, I used to wake up every morning and I was taking a bunch of multivitamins and supplements and I hated it. I mean, getting all that stuff was expensive. And then once you're done, you know, swallowing all those pills and vitamins and supplements, you don't even have an appetite for your breakfast anymore. So once I got fed up with that, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try doing a healthy smoothie every single morning. Well, the smoothies tasted good, but you have to go and get all the ingredients, and then it takes time to measure out portions. And then when you're done, it takes even more time to thoroughly clean the blender and make sure that you get underneath all those blades. And it was just eating up so much of my time. I needed a simple, singular solution that would cover all my nutritional bases, would give me more energy through the day, and would give me better gut health, something that would support my immune system, especially with my young daughter coming home from daycare with a bunch of germs on her hands and coughing. And, you know, it's if you've ever had a toddler, you know that once they get home uh, from daycare, they're just like little carrier monkeys. They've got all kinds of germs, and all of a sudden, you yourself are getting sick all the time. I needed something to help me and AG1 was the solution. And after more than a year with that, I can say I've never been happier with my morning routine or felt healthier. AG1 made life easy for me by providing 75 high quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients by simply mixing one scoop with water. That's it, I drink it, I'm done. More time to spend with my family, more time to get work done, simple cleanup, and the energy and health to tackle every obstacle that gets put in my way. It's an easy micro habit that delivers macro results. If you got a family and a budget like I do, I know what your next question is because it would be my next question. How much does it cost? Well, we're talking about less than $3 a day. You know, my wife every morning is going to uh, the gas station or Starbucks uh, in order to get, you know, some kind of a special coffee or a snack or something like that to get her morning started. Not anymore. She and I are wrestling over the AG1 every morning to see who can get theirs first. 
And uh, let me say, we both broke our bad habits and we're saving money on a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients with AG1. That is a giant win-win in my house. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com forward slash snake. That's drinkag1.com forward slash snake, S-N-A-K-E. Check it out, guys, and I know that you're going to love it just like I do. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Uh, Dave Kellogg asks, did you ever hear the rumor about Randy Savage having a fling with Stephanie McMahon? It's been said that Randy was told to stay away from her, but he got together with her anyways, and that's why he left, and it took so long for him to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I've heard that rumor. Yeah, sure. I heard it. Do you think it's real? No. I mean, so I've... I I've wish heard... it was. <laughs> Why do you think there was so much resentment and so many years of, like, you, I you don't know, know, no acknowledgement? I don't know. You know, I try to keep my head out of that shit. It's the smart move. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've heard that uh, Stephanie had developed, like, a crush on him, and uh, he was told by somebody backstage, like, hey, Vince wants you to stay away from his daughter. And, yeah, the rumor was that he didn't, but who knows? I mean, that's, that's, yeah. such, like a, that's such, like, a wrestling thing by now. It's, you know, it's like a yeah. legend. Where was Liz? <laughs> that's the other end of it. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Brian who asks, can you tell us, or what can you tell us about working with Paul Orndorff? Paul was a good worker. He, he was stout, too. A lot of, worked hard in the ring, worked real hard. Always had good matches with him. Uh, that's about all I can say. I've heard he was a tough-as-nails dude. Vader found oh, out yeah. the hard way. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Jim Bernard, who asks, "Who do you think is the greatest heel of all time?" That's a huge question. Oh, that's that's too much. Yeah, can't even go there, man. Who's a guy that like anybody that like maybe you've personally worked with who you're like, okay, that's a that's a hell of a heel gimmick. Bob Sweetam was a great heel. Uh, was... Duke Duke Yamuka was a great heel. What's that uh, name? Duke. Kamuka. Kamuka, where's he from? Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was down in Florida. Uh, he was, uh, oh, what's his kid's name? They wrestled too. I'll Google him. Hang on. Duke Kamuka. Yeah. Duke Kamuka. Okay, I found him. Let me see if I can find his kid. Children, Pat Tanaka. Pat Tanaka, that's it. I had no idea yeah. that Pat was a second-generation guy. Yep. Sure was. Yeah, he was a hell of a worker, too. Now, uh, Jim Bernhardt follows this up with, uh, where would you put Vince as an all-time heel? He, he's up close to number one, brother. <sighs> <laughs> as a shoot and as a character. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> Uh, so we've got Blake Evers who's back. And if you remember Jake, he's the guy who named, uh, three wrestlers and asked, uh, if they belong in the hall of fame or not. And now mm. he's got three more names and he wants your opinion on, uh, mm -hmm. you know, why or why not. So we've got Bob Holly. No. Why not Bob? Not enough work, man. I think it's as simple as that. Like, I like Bob Holly, and I thought he was a, a good worker and yeah. fun to watch. But, I mean, you know, it's like... There's not enough time on top. Yep. That's exactly it. Uh, next up, he's got Lex Luger. Yes. Why Lex? He's, he's a, he, he put the work in. He definitely put the work in. 
Yeah, I think he gets criticized a lot for his ring work, but I mean, like the guy was there for years. He worked on top for years. Yeah, it's like he drew a lot of money. Yes, he did. And the last one is one that's probably the most interesting of the bunch, and that's Vince Russo. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> you don't feel that his like creative contribution? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't that enough to get him in, in your opinion? Because my dead dog had better ideas than he did. My dog's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's uh, fair enough. I'm with you. Uh, Kurt Baskowski says, I always loved your jabs and punches. Who do you think had the best working punch? I did. I agree with you. I think it was you or uh, Scott Hall had a great one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lawler, uh, he asks, he follows it up with, who had the stiffest working punch? Oh, that's easy, George Steele. George did. Oh, fuck, man. He would hit you and it would hurt so bad. He'd hit you right here. Oh, like right in the here, neck? In the neck. God almighty, it hurt. Jesus. Like, did you ever uh, give him a, a little receipt? Like, hey, come on, cal calm it down. Oh, I just return them. Okay. Did, would it would it settle him the fuck down, or was he still fuck bringing no. it? No, <laughs> he still brought it. <laughs> and so that was the era of lay it in, make it real, I guess. I don't know, man, but it sucked. Uh, Blue Chipper two three four two asks: Did Jake spend any time around Klondike Bill? Tony Schiavone has some crazy stories. Yes, I did. Let's let's. He was a you... friend of my father's. Oh, was he? Yeah. Now, uh, any crazy stories yourself from Klondike? He could jump into a swimming pool and it would float like a cork. I don't know how the fuck he did that. <laughs> he would be standing up, but his feet wouldn't be on the ground, and he'd just sit there and bobble like a cork. What in the world? I don't know. Well, I that don't is... know. That is weird. Yes, uh, it is. I've also heard that he was like, Tony, I, I've heard some of the stories from Shivani too about like, he was just like a sexual deviant in like a silly way where it was like, you know, Tony told the one story of him like finding a pair of panties in a parking lot one time and he just picked them up and popped them in his mouth and started chewing them. Oh my God. <laughs> ah. I know, it's so gross. Uh, did you ever like see or experience any of that shit around him uh no it's probably a good thing yeah oh so funny though but tony's got like oh. a million klondike bill stories where it's just him being just a deviant uh, nothing wrong with that uh, he had some fun it's uh, only kinky the first time <laughs> after gotta... the first time it's just the same old shit Yep, that's right. And, and I, it sounds like it became just common fare for Klondike Bill to just be a, a wild man out there. Uh, we've got a couple more, and I'll let you go, brother. Uh, we've got IGZ Kincaid, who asks, did you slash do you own a Ribera Steakhouse jacket? No. Did you ever go to Ribera? Yes. Okay, why not get a jacket while you're there? I just didn't. Man, that was like the big thing uh, with the boys. Uh, everybody back. else was doing it. I didn't want to be like everybody else. See, that's that's what sets Jake the Snake apart. Everybody else screams on their promos. Everybody else has the jacket. Well, I'll do the different thing. I dig People it. remember that. Uh, he follows it up with, did the WWF provide you with your snake skin ring boots, or did you have to buy them? They provided the first pair, which cost $8,000. Oh. And they didn't fit. Oh, God. I called them cruel shoes. They hurt my fucking feet so bad. I wore them for three months, man, while I was having another pair made. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal, man. That's terrible for your feet and, like, your ankles. Oh, my God, man. It killed me. It was horrible. Like, too narrow or too short? Too narrow. And they, were, they weren't even shaped right, man. I don't know who the fuck the guy's foot was that you used, but it wasn't mine. 
So uh, Jake the Snake, early 86 for the first three months, all that film that we're seeing of you, you are so uncomfortable out there. Right. I'm dying with my feet, man. Wow. Um, so following that, though, you'd uh, go and buy your own? Yeah. Yeah. Where were you getting snakeskin boots made? In uh, Paris, Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, there was a shoe boot maker up there that used to make all the wrestling boots years ago. Uh, Noel Ash was his name. And um, he made a fine product, man. He really did. And were you dropping eight grand every time? No, his weren't eight grand. His were, uh, I think, 3,500. Okay, a little more reasonable. Yeah. And at least they fucking fit you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you still own a pair of snakeskin boots or all gone? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool, man. Uh, like yeah. more than one pair? I think I've got two pair. That's awesome. Somewhere in storage, yeah. presumably. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever part with them? Probably somewhere down the line. I'll tell you what, man. Probably a, a hell of a payday involved with that. I bet. Uh, all right, last one. We've got the real Jeff Jacoby as opposed to the fake one, I guess. Aside from your dad, who's your favorite wrestler growing up? Danny Hodge. Danny Hodge. Yeah. What about Danny stuck out to you? He'd knock your ass out. <laughs> that or you'd shake your head and fucking make you cry. <laughs> yeah. Man, he was called the grip. And he had he had double tendons in his hands. And he could squeeze you, he'd break your fucking hand. Jesus. Um, I've seen the footage of him grabbing an apple and just pulping just it in his it. hand. Yeah. Which is in, like, go ahead and try to do that if you don't think that's impressive. Yeah. It is insane to be able to do that. He'd also break like pliers with his hand. Pliers. Yeah. I've like, seen him do that. And not a huge guy, right? No. Fuck 210 pounds. But just like a big, like just a badass dude. Just fucking hands of steel, man. You know, he, he wrestled in the Olympics and he boxed in the Olympics, too. Did he really? Yeah. That's a hell of a man. Fucking right. <laughs> now, Badass. You know, with your father being in the business, you know, you get to watch these guys up close and, and admire them. Did you get to spend a lot of time with Danny Hodge? Yeah, I did. So yeah. as a kid, too, you're like around yeah. your hero? Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. really cool. Made a lot of road trips together. Did you really? Oh, yeah. That's what's it like to travel with Danny Hodge? Oh, it's fun. It was fun. Was he like a hey, let's go to the strip club guy, or is he just strictly business? Uh, he'd go out to a bar. All right. I don't know if he went to strip clubs, but I hope he would. <laughs> well, uh, awesome, man. Uh, Danny Hodge, that's a great one. I know that uh, I think that he was JR's favorite guy as a kid, too. So just a yeah. just a badass dude. And this was a badass episode. We did another Ask Jake Anything for our one-year anniversary. And let me cool. tell you, man. It was it was a blast, and uh, it's always fun to hear from our listeners, right, Jake? Yep, always, man. Well, look, if you're trying to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic to your product or service, you know what I'm going to offer up here. It's advertisewithsnake.com. Jake is back with AEW. He's out there with The Righteous and, of course, his, his guy, Lance Archer. He's still a legitimate household name. He's still over like Rover with everybody, and he can put over your stuff to the exact audience that you're trying to target. And look, guys, if you want some proof that what we're doing here works, just listen, go back and listen to some of our shows in the archives. We're always advertising for the same businesses over and over again because they find out that once you advertise with us, what we do here works. Head to AdvertiseWithSnake.com and get teamed up with the Hall of Famer Jake the Snake Roberts right now. JakeTheSnakeShop.com is your destination for rare sign collectibles straight from Jake himself. We're talking about autographed figures like those Sin Bodhi figures, which are involved in a, in a fire sale right now. Uh, he's got shirts over there. He's got 8x10s and much more. Look, if you're a wrestling collector, then this website is like heaven. You're going to go over there and find a new centerpiece for your wrestling collection. Again, it's JakeTheSnakeShop.com. Go check it out right now. Get over to Jake's Cameo at Cameo.com slash Snake, and you'll get a personal message from the Hall of Famer himself. Uh, guys, we all know it's the holiday season, and if you're looking for a cool, unique gift, something that somebody's never going to forget, you've got to get a Cameo from Jake. He puts so much effort into these, and all the reviews speak for themselves. Here's one from Jack. 
Jake, you really blew our minds in a good way. Thank you so much for taking the time and making this so candid and so personal. Uh, so yeah, if you're looking for a gift or if you're just a lifelong fan, you've got to get a cameo from Jake. Again, it's cameo.com slash Jake Snake. Go ahead and go order yours right now. Winter is here and it's getting cold, but we've got you covered on the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. We've got a great selection of mugs for your hot cocoa or cider or coffee or whatever you're into. And how about better yet, we've also got some awesome stylish hoodies and sweatshirts to help you fight that weather. We've also got some snake pit wrapping paper, a Santa hat, and even a Jake ornament, which is really cool, and it looks fantastic. It's like a cartoon face Jake. You guys have got to check it out right now. We've got everything you need. You're going to love the throwback style we have, and it's a great way to support our show. Again, that's the snake pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash at snake pit pod for some short clips from the show highlights and even some exclusive content. Uh, rumor has it Jake and I are also going to be doing another giveaway for subscribers there before the end of the year. And last time we gave away an awesome autograph figure. Uh, we've given away a ton of stuff so far, cards, figures, and who knows what's going to be next. Uh, we All we know is it's going to be something really cool and something that you can add to your collection for free. All you've got to do to be eligible, again, is go over there and get subscribed. Hit the notifications bell if you want to, and you're in. It's youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms. That helps Jake and I out with advertisers, and we really appreciate your support. And uh, just a reminder, guys, if you want to get the Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free, you can do that at adfreeshows.com. And it starts at just $9 a month, which if you do the math on it, that's less than 15 cents per episode each month. Plus, there's a ton of bonus content and interactive chats with some of your favorite hosts and wrestling personalities and much more. We just dropped a new episode of the Hacksaw Hour over there, and Jim is looking back to 1985 and his epic, bloody, violent rivalry with Buzz Sawyer. Uh, it was just incredible getting to, to sit there with Jim and look back at this time in his career. And I know you guys are going to enjoy the episode. We even get a run-in from Jim's wife, Deborah, who is involved in the storyline. And it makes for a really cool, candid, personal moment on the show that you've just got to go and check out. Head over to adfreeshows.com and get signed up right now. Catch Jake on X at JakeSnakeDDT, on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT, and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. You can follow me at MarcusPDAngelo on X, and you can follow the podcast at SnakePitPod on all social media platforms. Man, what a blast getting to take listener questions again today. We had such a good time answering them, as we always do. We'll do another one next month, and we will see you next week right here on The Snake Pit.